You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 1st of November, Thursday, November the 1st, 2012. And, uh, well, I can ask you straight on up, Dave. Are you doing it this year? It's November. You're going to, I, 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 throwing it in. I, I, I am not. <laughs> I, I think I would lose more points, uh, than I would gain, but I will be making a donation to, to do my part. Good on you, mate. Well, I am. And uh, I started today. I didn't shave. Now, I didn't shave my beard either, because that's, that's because I haven't decided how I should grow my mustache in. I mean, this is one of, the, one of the cool things about November, besides the fact that we're raising, you know, we're, we're doing this to raise money for prostate cancer research, um, is once a year, young men across North America, around the world, Get to experiment with mustache hair, and it's okay. It's you know, we're gonna look incredibly stupid. But this is you know, I I I I think I can try one of those big handlebar jobbies, you know, uh, like 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 an old British uh, colonel or something, a big wax job. What do you think? <laughs> well. I, I think that would make some fine link bait, sir, because I know I would reference it certainly on social media more than once. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, there's a, there is actually there's a fellow in the industry, and I'm spacing his name. is a great guy. Um, he's SES speaker, Stuart. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm spacing your name, brother. I'm so sorry. There is one other guy in the industry with a handlebar mustache. You got competition, bud. I'm I'm no. I'm, 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 I'm coming behind you now. So it's <laughs> November. Out friends out there. If um, you know, if you can get away with it, go for it. Grow the mustache. See how you know. See how close you look to uh, to ape. Um, <laughs> young men should do that every once in a while. If you can't, and if you're not going to grow a mustache, whatever, that's cool. But all of us participate in this one. You know, give it up for give it up for prostate cancer research in your neighborhood. And if you're in Canada, do it for Jack. Okay. Uh, next. You know what? I mean, it's the it's the first of November, twenty twelve. An incredible event has just happened, um, affecting everybody in geekdom. It's it's probably the only story that's that's on anybody's radar screen, and that has to be the purchase of Lucasfilm by Disney. And Dave, it was really cool. Um, you went and and you got the prize interview. I, I did. And, well, could could you could you cue this up? 
it, it was a lot of work, but uh, yeah, here we go. There's a pre-recording, just a couple minutes long from a, from a very, very busy man. Um, we'll just queue it up here just a second. Uh, Mr. Mouse, Mr. Mouse, are you there? Oh, hi, Dave. <laughs> so, I mean, this is obviously a, a big sale, lots of things going on over there. Um, so what do you, uh, what's your take on things? Is this a, is this a good move for, for the classic characters or, or, or are you scared of what's coming up? Oh, well, you should be scared of what's coming up. We're going to be doing episode episode 7, episode 8, episode 9. Yeah, of course we're scared of what's coming up. We've never done anything like this before. <laughs> well, we don't have any in. cameos with that. No Jar Jar Binks. He's dead. Jar Jar Binks <laughs> looks too much like Goofy. Goofy's a good friend of mine. I won't have that. Not in this kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I know a couple of uh, of my co-host and I's uh, friend Christine Chacken really sad to hear the Jar Jar is no longer in there. But will there be any uh, any cameos? You, you mentioned Goofy. Is there any plans, or, or can you talk about this? I know it's a 2015 project. Well, we were trying to get Dumbo, but well, it seems young people keep confusing him with the two most recent presidents, President Bush and President Obama, because of the years. <laughs> Because of the years, so we we, we, we stopped doing that. <laughs> well, that's, that's a, I'll, I'll restrict those comments and leave those to you down in uh, down in Hollywood. Um, I guess this is a this is a lot of money. Are, are you? Do you get a, a sort of level of, of pride out of knowing that you drove? Um, you know, sort of these these you know something that could acquire something of that size. You know. The only thing I can say about that is, who's your daddy now, Luke? Who's your daddy now? <laughs> All right. I know you have got to run, and my co-host and I have lots to cover here. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, Dave. Have a good day. <laughs> Dude, you nailed that one. It, it was tough. I mean, it was really, really tight. He is a, a popular interview to have these days, so it was a pleasure to have him on. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I can't believe I didn't get that. I was I was I was trying to get that interview, and um, I, I, Disney doesn't take me seriously. I guess. <laughs> so I mean, now now we can talk about it. We've we've had on. Uh, you know, we we've heard it from the horse's mouth or the mouse's mouth. One might say, "What's uh, what's your take on on this acquisition?" I think it's a great acquisition. Honestly, I'm not, I'm I'm not really a big fan of Disney personally, but. I'm really not a fan of the direction that George Lucas was taking the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars universe. The last three films were, um, uh, you know, critically shaky. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'd love to see this franchise stay alive. There's, there's, there's something that harkens to all of us in the the, the fight against evil. You know, the uh, the the extraordinary little. Um, mythic universe that George Lucas created, and I'm glad to see it's going to continue. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's that's probably the big news story for nerds, <laughs> which yeah. I think you and I fall under. Is oh, hey, good, there's there's going to be more. Yeah, it was, you know, we're the we're the you know, quote unquote, first three being episodes one, two, and three, um, you know, worse than the you know, following up or, or the original episodes four, five, and six. I don't think there's much debate. Um, but you know, you still got to be excited that they're going to make some more, and we got probably three more movies coming. I think there's only one plan now, but there were nine books. So well, you know, uh, Disney also bought Pixar, and Disney also bought like um, Marvel. Think of the pow- entertainment powerhouse this has created. I mean, Buena Vista Entertainment controls uh, many TV shows. Disney is controlling the graphic novel world, and now owns arguably the most successful movie franchise in history. With mm-hmm. the purchase of Lucasfilm, they have the Muppets. They own Miramax. Um, you know this. You know, just further establishes the uh, probably one of the greatest entertainment um, from the forces of nature ever. And you know, again, I don't love Disney, but I I, I like this purchase. I do too, and to me, it's it's almost a bargain. And I'm going to loop us back here to to a, a topic I've mentioned many, many times. I'm just going to earmark this for people. Um, 
you look at uh, at at the the current uh, valuation of of Facebook. Sorry, I'm I'm just going to oh, rant for do. just a sec about this this I'm ridiculous nature. Um, so so Facebook, you know, is is moving on up. Huge huge valuation. I mean, not compared to what they launched at, but you know, they're 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 trekking back up there. But if we if we look at at something like that, this 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 property, do we think as 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 a whole in in Real value and in, in what they can provide for, uh, you know, in terms of revenue for their shareholders or, or a potential buyout, is their value that many times higher than four billion? Right, the, the, <laughs> the entire sort of Lucas, uh, you know, all of that went for. Four billion. Okay, that's a lot of money. I think that's well worth it. That was a fair price to pay for for what he got. And hey, you know what? George owned a hundred percent, so pretty sweet. Uh, pretty sweet end game for him but it, it reminded me as soon as i saw that i'm like yeah no that's a that's a, you know he got a lot of money but this is a hugely valuable property and wait let's put this in context of like these weird little widgets that fly around the internet and then sell for like 1.2 billion or you know, and that sort of thing what is going on like mickey one of the most recognized characters buys um you know darth vader <laughs> easily probably you know in, certainly in the top Second 10 most recognizable <laughs> um, and, and, and you know and then you've got these these weird things so i think in a weird way what this reminded me of is okay time to time to check our valuations people <laughs> and take a look at this isn't that's a real world acquisition let's look at what it's purchasing at um, and it's in a quasi-related entertainment-based, information-based industry. Um, I think, to me anyway, it was a good reminder of we need to check ourselves <laughs> and go when we're making these huge acquisitions. Really, is is this bubble going to burst and, and that sort of thing when we've got companies like Lucas going for for $4 billion. Um, Which, again, I think is, is a totally fair price. A lot of money, a ridiculous amount of money, but well worth. I mean, that is what its valuation is. And, um, and I'll tell you, if if Disney can't eke for point one billion out of this franchise, then they are so in the wrong Magic Kingdom. Well, indeed, and and I do hear that there's one or two decent marketing people over at Disney, so I'm pretty sure uh, they'll they'll manage to make this uh, make this work. And I mean, you know, something that you know we haven't covered, and I, I guess we'll just touch on it quickly because it's not really uh, you know related to to the internet per se. Um, but I think this this tie-in of Lucas with Disney's existing, you know, I mean, the technology combination of of just even in their in their three D rendering and things like that, right? And their their special effects and ability to make more movies like Toy Story or you know these these great three D animation ones. Um, I think you know Disney's game just just went up another notch, and I mean it was unparalleled, and now it's it's been kicked up even further with uh, with some technology and and skills, um, you know, enhancements coming in there. So. Um, good move for them, and, and I'm excited to to go and uh, and see a couple awesome movies as they come out. And the last last point I want to make on this is uh, you, you know what you, you mentioned that, that you know this was 100 percent owned by Lucas. You, you know what he's doing with the money? What's that? I don't. He's going all Bill Gates with it. He's going to do what Bill Gates did with his money. Ninety percent of everything he just made, the four billion he just made, is going into education and health related charities. So See? that's cool. That's that's how that's done. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Which is great. I mean, you, you got to ask that question. And I mean, you know, it, it makes me really happy to see people like him do that. And that's still going to leave him with more money than he could possibly spend in his life. <laughs> and he, and, and, and I, I'm pretty sure he was already doing pretty okay. I, I hear, I hear some good yeah. things. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's you know I mean, what a, what a what a great sort of conclusion to that story. You entertained us for you know thirty forty years, and then um, and then you gave back um, and yeah. turned turned what built into into something to help others. And then Disney gets a, a fantastic property and some fantastic talent to 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 run with and and continue to entertain us for uh, you know another forty more. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes after these commercial messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
NCS Chicago 2012 returns to the Hyatt Regency in Chicago, November 12th to the 16th. Experience three days of breakout sessions. Meet the expert roundtables, workshops, on-site training from the ClickZ Academy, and more. Join us for SCS Chicago 2012, November 12th to the 16th. Log on to SCSconference.com and register today. That's SCSconference.com. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. And uh, sorry about that technical glitch. It seems that the studio lost connection, for, lost connectivity for a little while. And that seems to be popping on and off up and down the Florida coast. So... We're back. We're here for we're here for a while. We're hopefully here for the rest of the hour. And um, okay, at the beginning of the show, we were joking. We were, uh, you know, we were trying to get the uh, Mickey Mouse uh, Mickey Mouse interview in, but obviously there was a, uh, a much bigger, more tragic, frightening, and uh, very real story that happened this week. Um, we caught the tail end of it here in Toronto, and I know everybody across uh, around the world was watching with bated breath. Um, the uh, Hurricane Sandy rolled in and finally has rolled her way out of the uh, – well, now I believe she's over northern Quebec and going up towards Labrador, so there's not a lot of people up there. Um, but, oh, man, what a week. Yeah, I think all of us were, uh, you know, sort of intermittent glued to our either tv sets or uh, you know monitoring twitter was the was the big uh source of information and and uh, you know while i was sort of a late bloomer to twitter i mean i've only been using it now for, for probably a year or two um <laughs> which I, I guess is long enough in the internet world um you know hat tip to uh, to it as a source of of you know we've seen it time and time again when when crisis like this happen um, or events like this happen where instant information needs to be passed. It's, uh, it definitely is, is a, a very, very solid source of information. It is. And it was, um, as usual, it was some of the, some of the first announcements from New York were coming out via Twitter. And some of the most important, um, emergency announcements were also being fed across Twitter. But you know, one thing that really pissed me off, there was one fellow who, uh, was a great troll. And I'm not going to mention his name, nor am I going to mention his political affiliation, although he was working for um, a political party that I tend to adamantly disagree with. Um, he's no longer <laughs> working for them. Of course, they fired him, um, not wanting to appear the kind of political party that attracts this type of person. And he trolled the disaster. He was giving out false, false emergency information, he was giving out like you know false directions for people. He was just making crap up to make the situation worse. Maybe trying to get some political win or something somehow. And it just you know, following the Amanda Todd story from two weeks ago, to see somebody troll a national disaster, to misdirect people, to gleefully bullshit. When literally the ocean is rolling into America's largest city, it's unfathomable. 
Yeah. And so I'm so so I'm listening to CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, this morning, and they had a uh, a segment on internet trolls. And the one one of the most common things that callers were 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 asking for, were calling for. People were calling into the show saying, "We need more laws governing speech over the internet." Big face palm. <laughs> So these trolls who get away with saying, well, I'm doing this because, you know, I have the freedom to do it, so screw you, are in fact making the web a less free place for people. Yeah. And that, that, that just blows my mind. Um, but again, that, that, that one person would do such a thing during one of the worst weather events America has ever faced. Like it's, it's it's unconscionable. It, it is, and I mean, you know, this and and, and bringing you know, sort of this uh, you know, this disaster um, into into our realm. I mean, I, I think you you bring up a really good point, um, and something to remember that yes, I, I think universally we will all agree that this guy's a jackass. Pardon my French, um, but at the same time, you know, it does it doesn't stop governments don't relinquish um, power back. <laughs> to the people we've seen this time and time again. So we can't let this be the catalyst to going just as much as we'd all like to stop this person. You can't go, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? The, here's an exception. We should have, you know, we should have some limitations on this guy because it doesn't end. You know, <laughs> it there, just is, there, doesn't. there is one, one thing you can do. One way you do have great control over this person. If he's sitting beside you, turn to him and tell him to stop. If he's your brother, your sister, your father, your uncle, or your friend. Tell them to stop. Tell them it's not cool. It's not funny. Yeah. Um, but you know what? And, and we won't dwell on it any longer because this is exactly what he wants. I mean, this, this conversation itself, good for you for not mentioning the name to give the kudos there. Uh, you know, I, I don't mean real kudos. I mean, you know, this is what people like that are looking for um, is attention and, and mm-hmm. you know. But again, Try and find if, you're, if you're sitting beside that guy, whether it's, you know, in this case, or that guy, or someone just like him, honestly, reach over, tell him to stop. And tell him if he doesn't stop, you just can't be his friend anymore because you don't like hanging out with assholes. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Oh, fair comment. Um, uh, now, some... makes me so angry. Ugh. Um. On a more positive note, and just this is more of a, I mean, positive in a, you know, in a game, we're talking about a tragedy, um, but this is a, you know, show of information on, on how the web works. Um, I know you and I both had a chance to, uh, to sort of preview before the show. There's a great, um, great little piece up on ProMediaCorp.com and, uh, and hat tip to uh, your friend, mine, and, you know. The, yeah. you know, the guy who runs the station, Darren Babin, um, you know, hat tip to him because he, he originally brought this to my attention over on Facebook, which is ironic given that Facebook's actually mentioned in the article itself. And it's on what we learned on how the Internet works, not what we learned from this tragedy. And, uh, you know, we'll let FEMA figure that out in like three or four months. But uh, what we learned from people's inherent Internet use in a time like this, when there's when there's something they need instant access to updated information constantly, um, and there were some really really interesting points in there. Um, and, and one thing, and a just point of note, if anybody comes from a from a you know problematic um, zone or or you know a tragedy is coming in, can't remember where the link was, but it was specific to a to a provider, so I won't bother um, you know hunting it down to post it in the chat room right now. Um, but there are ways to use um, your text to send to Twitter, and that was one of the, it was the biggest source that came out of getting updated information on what's going on, etc. Um, and what came out, and it was the morning of, um, was a guy had posted a couple, you know, hey, your internet may go down, but the cell towers may still be up, or they might start restricting and, and eliminating internet, but keep cell use up because it's a more emergency-based system. So if you want to tweet, here's how to do it. Um, you know, I know on my ISP with my phone, I can do it. Everybody 
can you can use your text you just have to initialize it in twitter to accept a text as your as your tweet just interesting thing to remember if you know this is coming up just look on your your phone and isp and and connect it with twitter and you'll be able to use texting to get tweets to to post your your twitter timeline um not something i do because i just log into twitter but um anyway some of the some of the big takeaways from from this list and i'm actually just going to post this another reason you should be in our chat room um just going to post it up into our chat room here now um and and it's just uh, sort of 12 things that we really learned i won't touch on on all of them um but one of the big things and and the really interesting thing to me that i wouldn't have necessarily predicted was that facebook instagram this one's not surprising pinterest didn't even appear anywhere (laughs) when people were looking for discovery of information on a storm um so that, that I found interesting. Nobody defaults to going to Facebook to try and find out if people are okay or try and find out what's going on. Um, they all head over to Twitter or, uh, or their preferred news source. And if you're you know, like me, I didn't really know anybody in that area who didn't get out of that area. Like when the warning started coming in, everybody I knew that was in the area was, you know, I had a few clients cancel phone calls and stuff. You know, we'll be back on Wednesday or Thursday um, kind of stuff. So I wasn't looking for updated, so I was looking more at, at general information and going to news sources and, uh, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, rather than following individuals, making sure they were okay or looking for information. But when you're looking for how to get out, and this is where the troll comes in, but we won't, you know, dwell on him too much. Um, it was interesting to see where where people are are going and and the way they're searching and things like that and the speed with which Google's reacting to what people are looking for. Um, that I found interesting, and that's also covered in the article is the changes to image based search and um, you know things like that where they're really really rapidly adding in things like auto suggest. Um, on terms, um, changing the way the SERPs are displaying to, to promote images because people were, were clicking on those. And just, it, it, I could guess it. Of course, they're a powerful engine. You and I know that. I mean, they've got, you know, <laughs> some, some fairly sophisticated things going on there. But the speed with which they were able to extrapolate a new pattern in user behavior and, and deploy that pattern um, onto the web was, um, you know, fairly impressive. Indeed. Now, this is, um, this is the article that was... Uh, I guess written by um, our friend um, Avi Walensky. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it was on SEO Rockstars earlier this week. Um, Avi was on. Darren had Avi on SEO Rockstars earlier this week. Um, Google is rapidly tracking its users' behaviors, and this was a time that you know there was a four or five hour period where. You know, everybody was going to the web looking for information. What's going on? What's going on? If you weren't living it, you wanted to know how your friends were living it. And so people are typing in maps, satellite, Doppler, radar, news. You know, um, they're, they're, they're typing in search strings that tell Google how to anticipate what others might be looking for. Um, and, I mean, this is, again, the enormity of this event this isn't like a where people from one local area are looking for things. This is where people from around the world were looking for things. Yeah. Um, and so again, the, the Google is able. You said you you said it was a, a show of Google's power, and I got to agree with you. Google was able to fill in blanks um, in minutes, but that's like, but again, that's a volume thing. But such volume was being. It was coming into Google, and obviously every every search was being tracked as, as Google does, um, and they were able to to start filling in very useful autocompletes. Yeah, yeah. If you could see them, they were they were quite impressive. Now, something else I, I found unique out of the the you know people's usage um, of things, and it goes contrary to what I would naturally do. So I found it really quite curious. Um, after Twitter as a primary news stream, next in the list was YouTube, um, followed by Wikipedia and then Tumblr. Okay, Tumblr makes sense. Wikipedia, I guess if you're looking for, you know, general information, but I wouldn't count on that to be the most, you know, updated constant storm. I mean, yeah, it's constantly updated and edited, but um, it wouldn't be where I'd go. But YouTube, I found curious. Uh, You know, I I get people want to see videos, but my instinct would naturally be if I want to see videos of something, well, look up one of the major news centers. Ah, yeah, but see, the news centers... They have their reporters standing like in rivers or, you know, somewhere in the middle of the wind. Yeah. 
what we had at YouTube was people in their you know New York is a tall city. Most of New York is above, is way above ground, and so we had people in their apartments or in their condos filming the action twelve to fifty some odd stories beneath them, and all these videos are going up on YouTube almost lifetime. You know, like this is happening. This happened ten minutes ago in the village. You know, actually, you know what? And as you're saying that, and as I'm thinking of my pattern, it was YouTube where I watched the Transformers. You know that that just, oh the Con Edison uh, building going up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's funny, as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, okay, and my usage pattern fell, or, or followed, and interestingly, I got that from Facebook, <laughs> so well, I was using two sources. But. You mightn't have actually gone to YouTube to look up, look for information from news, but in Twitter feeds, people are putting links to YouTube. Right. And so you're, you're, you're being driven there. Now, we don't, one thing Avi was not clear on, and I, I didn't actually hear the interview on SEO Rockstars the other day, but one thing Avi wasn't clear on in... This piece that was published two days ago, October 30th, is how he got these stats together. So we have no idea if these are click-driven or address-driven. If this is right. address-driven traffic to YouTube. I'm guessing click-driven. You know what? You're probably right. Actually, now that, now that you say it and, and sort of yeah, g- giving your take on it, yeah, you're probably right. And in that, I mean... You know, it's it's as you know we we had discussed and, and sort of relevant, but before the show on Christie, um, you know, and 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 sort of you know the the sort of idea of of going, you know, yes, this is a, a tragedy. He ends up politically coming out of this looking like a looking good, strong it. leader, right? Like this yeah, is absolutely. you know, so take your take your win where you can. You're being credited for being a good, strong leader for exactly the the right reasons um to you know sort of that end of going yes it's a tragedy but it doesn't mean you can't go okay i've got this this you know resource um i can be helpful with it doesn't mean i can't make you know some sort of gains out of this and and become a, a good solid news source i think a lot of this data would tell um site owners or news sites and, and things like that hey this is what people are doing you know you need to amp up your twitter stream so that when you're in a position where there is a tragedy like this, you're the news source people are using, you need to be posting, you know, basically in real time. Each clip that ends, you've got somebody uploading this to YouTube. You're firing out the link to people, stuff like that, knowing that this is where people are going. So, you know, you well, need you know, to follow suit. I think this has also been rather instructive. Um, two ways of dealing with tragedy. One, Duracell batteries. Two, American apparel. Duracell batteries... Procter & Gamble's Duracell has set up cell phone charging stations in lower Manhattan, places where it's dry, you know, because lower Manhattan, um, there's a lot of people in uh, in Manhattan who still, you know, four days later still don't have electricity. So Duracell, not a lot of fanfare around this. They've actually allowed other people in the social media to report this for them, has gone and set up you know, charging stations, something, you know, a company like Duracell would do. So that's a positive. American Apparel is having a wet T-shirt contest. Oh, I'm sorry, a wet T-shirt sale. That was their um, social media response to um, to the disaster. A, uh, I mean, that is so Dov. I'm ashamed you're Canadian, brother. Like that is such a Dov thing to do, isn't it? Um, Dov being the the owner of American Apparel. Um, that is such a douchebag thing to do, but that is such an American apparel thing to do, having a wet t-shirt sale after the, one of the most incredible mind-bending floods in American history. Right. So Duracell so, takes the win on taking, you know, taking, making an opportunity out of this to, to be helpful and, you know, get some mentions as we're mentioning them in a, in a warm, fuzzy kind of way. Well, and then here's American the important apparel. point I want... And here's the point I wanted to get to. Both companies went and tried to and, – and have you know, made a marketing event out of a natural disaster. Okay? Mm-hmm. Dur- again, Duracell in what appears to be a very positive way. American Apparel in what appears to be a very negative way. Dave, I'm just I'm, – I'm keying in on the, on the comment you made earlier. Like get your Twitter feeds up there. I'm thinking, well, is it appropriate for our clients to do that? And that, 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 that – you know, to become news – to become news providers, and that made me th- that made me think of um, one of the greatest things I've seen that 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 has 
one of the greatest effects, I should say, that has, that has come of this terrible disaster. We saw Mr. Christie, or Governor Christie and President Obama, two people who are at war with each other right now, basically, in, a, in an election campaign, put that aside, put all the, all the BS aside, and work together to solve problems. They both look like strong leaders. They both come out of this looking, you know, organized and bipartisan and together. Mm -hmm. Neither of them are applying a brand or political message to it. Neither of them. They're not trying that neither of them look appear as if they're trying to make political gains off of doing their jobs at a time of crisis. We see so many companies come into a national event or a national disaster trying to use it to promote their brand message. And again, we have the example of Duracell, who quietly, without fanfare, set up charging booths. And yeah, they have their Duracell logo all over them. For sure they do. But quietly and without fanfare, set up cell phone charging stations in lower Manhattan. And then we have another company, American Apparel, who's having a wet t-shirt sale. Um, if you're going to be, you know, getting involved in social media around a time of, you know, national attention, a national disaster, or a national event, be cool about it. Just, just either report the facts without spin, without branding, um, or be douchebags like American Apparel are being. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't think of a nicer word than douchebag. I mean, like, it just no. seems to be, that just seems to be so fitting for them. Not that oh, yeah. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> that's fair enough. And uh, you know what? I think this is a, it's a good takeaway that we can all carry with us moving, uh, moving forward. And even in times of uh, where there isn't a disaster going on, but this, this mentality um, of each company towards, you know, we're talking about these two companies here. You know, we can refer to to politics if we want and see, you know, the the same sort of spins going on by by different people um, at different times. But this idea of going, you know, hey, there's a time for branding, there's a time for messaging, and you know what? That's when you toss up those ads about all firefighters use Duracell or whatever. <laughs> That's the most recent Duracell ad I've seen. Great. You know what? I'm watching TV. A commercial comes on. I'm expecting to be pitched your brand. That's my payment for the show I'm about to watch. Right? But, yeah, you hit a, hit a spot like this, and I mean, you look at dollar in, dollar out, and, and something for all of us to remember here is this was a fairly low cost relative to, say, putting ads on during the Super Bowl or something. This is a fairly low cost deployment of marketing that Duracell undertook in this. Right? I mean, it, it doesn't we're, – we're dealing with you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars, but on a, on a global marketing budget for a company like Duracell, this is not a lot, and they're getting – by us, they're getting mentioned, you know, all over the place, you know, not even discussing the fact that people are standing, you know, at the charging station, staring at a Duracell logo, associating this with the, the thing that has saved them and let them make sure that their, you know, kids are all right, right, or whatever, right, like I, you know, would have, would have, would have, would have, you know, I'm now associating my ability to communicate with this brand, um, so you know, a, a win for them on the ground there, a win for them globally as, as brand, because you and I have been discussing them quite favorably to, yeah. you know, thousands more listeners. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, or you can go the like in your face kind of kind of approach American Apparel took that has its place. This isn't it. And you need to be really, really careful to adjust your your brand. I'm OK with in your face. I mean, that, that's totally fine. But understand what your timing is. Um, and, and obviously, you know, we all need to think of that all the time and, and vet this past, you know, the outside world. Because I don't think they would have predicted how, you know, you and I, for example, are going to react or other people um, were going to react to this. And, you know, <laughs> there comes a time when you need to vet your marketing past people um, and make sure. And I understand you need to react quickly in events like this on your marketing. But, you know, Duracell, you hit the nail on the head. They did not. So, yeah, um, good yeah, lesson cool. for all of us to run with. Well, exactly. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways they could have actually taken advantage of this marketed well. You'd be chatting about them favorably, um, 
you know, don't use it to just sell more crap. You know what? Take the loss, um, you know, and, and set up to like people who had to escape their houses in their, you know, pajamas or something, you know, here, here's some clothes, right? Go that route. And you and I would have a totally different angle on things right now. You wouldn't Absolutely. maybe sell as much in the short term, but we'd be talking about you very, very favorably. And over, you know, a year, you would probably sell more. Absolutely. You know, you know, another, another note I want to make on social media and the design, you know who used social media well? The city of New York. The city of New York has, um, I think it's coming from their 311 service, the uh, Citizens Hotline service. Just galore information going out over Twitter. You need to know um, how the, uh, the subway system's working or what parts of the subway system are working. Find out on Twitter. You need to know um, where, like, where um, emergency services are. Find out on Twitter. And the city of New York is using social media to uh, to to inform its citizens at a time when the traditional media simply can't keep up with the number of changes, things that are happening dynamically on the ground. Um, I think that other cities, other municipalities, other governments have to study what the city of New York has done um, and make that part of disaster preparedness. Very true. And and every now and then you hit these sort of events and um, cities like New York and, and leaders like Bloomberg. Um, and you go, you know what, the, you know, as much as we make Andy coat a lot of the, the Internet, you know, I mean, you know, not, okay, we're covering these things relevant, but a lot of the time it's like, hey, I can share this on Facebook this way or they, they change the way this looks or, or whatever. Um, you hit times like this and go never before in history have we been able to rapidly deploy to a large audience critical information like this. And you bring up some great ones. Which subways are open? Where is power? How do I get out? Which streets are available to get out? Um, you know, things like that and, and deploying this information. And it, times like that hit and you go, yeah, this is a, you know, past the, the marketing that we may look at and the information resource we may look at the Internet as um, it has some enormous benefits in, in times of, of emergency like this where it is the source of information. Okay, we've, uh, we have to leave it at that, I'm afraid. We have to take our second commercial break here on Webcology and Webmaster Radio. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology and Webmaster Radio.fm. It's the 1st of November, and we're back in a couple minutes after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. 
Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm for Thursday, November the 1st. Um, before I introduce what we're going to be talking about next, dude, get to higher ground! What are you thinking? <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're watching... Um, well, do you think it's the Neil? Is this really Neil? What do you think? <laughs> it's our guy named Neil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Neil in Hawaii. Dude, get... Oh, it was two days ago. Okay, well, I'm not so worried about your tsunami <laughs> warning anymore. We only have five minutes left. Let's jump into our... Um, jump into the next segment. Dave Harry wrote a uh, piece in Search Engine Watch on guest blogging. Uh, do you guest blog, Dave? Um, I do. We accept very, very few for our own. You know, I have had a couple where they've, mm-hmm. they've you know, contacted us, and you know, we all get billions of them. But occasionally, you know, one will get through, and it's like, okay, you know, it, actually, this matches perfectly with what we were talking about earlier. It's all about the messaging. <laughs> and it's like, if somebody's come to me, and it's like, it's clear you've been following, you know, our blog for a while, you've read through it, you understand what you're talking about, you found something we haven't covered but in the area we cover stuff or covering a different way, like uh, you covered this, you know, hey, I disagree, you know, here's what we'd do, uh, or, or here's what I'd, you know, like to write about, great. Um, I think we've had two in the time since 2005. <laughs> um, two people who've actually presented it in the right way and, and discussing things in the right way and then produced content, um, you know, at the end that I went, because usually I'll respond back going, you can write it, send it across. I may or may not post it, but if I don't, you know, it's your content. You can do what you want with it after that. I'm not, you know, a jerk. Okay. And make but, 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 but Dave, Dave, Dave the, 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 this is the SEO world. People, people talking about guest blogging aren't, you know, I get the feeling that you're talking about guest blogging as a useful and informative method of getting a new voice to your readers. <laughs> right, I don't that's think that the SEO world is really looking at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, know they're not, but the thing is, getting links, getting links, and, and you know, I mean, and that's exactly right. And do I use that as a strategy? Oh, hell's yeah! But since we have a blog, and you know, maybe everybody should have a blog, <laughs> right? And maybe that would help you figure some stuff out. Is whenever we're doing that, I look at what works with me. I'm very protective of our blog. <laughs> I want to make sure, you know, I've, I've got many capable writers. I can write, you know, I can produce content for a blog. We blog every day. Um, you know, so when I'm looking at, hey, we need to do this with an outside source, you know, hey, we'd love to do a, you know, get an article or a blog up on, on you know, site X, Y, or Z. Everybody looks at it, you know, whoever's doing the it may be me, it may be one of my staff. Um, look at that and go, okay, what would I be asking myself and what would I be accepting? Okay, let's do that then. And sometimes you're going to get no's, and you know what? It's a lot of hard work. Um, and, I mean, you got to look at who you're with, right? I mean, you know, somebody who's pitching to us is pitching to a, you know, a very, very you know, strong blog, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's high link counts, high page ranking, you know, this, that, the other thing, and the strength passes through nicely because it's well-constructed. It's because I'm an SEO. Right? <laughs> Yours would be too. Um, but, you know, so you have to take this into account and go, if you're trying to get a guest post on an extremely strong blog that's obviously very picky about what they post and always keep it on target, which is the posts you should be trying to get, you want trust, not crap, um, then you you may, I, I know it's hard to say, but you may have to work. Oh. <laughs> and I think that's what Dave Harry's covering very, very well in his article. Highly recommended reading, and it ties back to the Duracell American Apparel um, sort of idea of things, is you need to understand what the environment you're working is, is, and you need to take a look at what do I want. If this is my blog, what do I want? 
um, on my blog. What didn't get covered here? Not just some, hey, I wrote some, you know, you know, BS 400 word article. Hey, can you put it in and you'll have some free content? I don't want free content. I want value for my visitors. <laughs> so I'll produce my own content. You know, I'll whip off 400 words if all I want to do is cram in 400 words. Um, and then I won't have to give away a link. Um, you know, what I want is good reference points, some research and, and, you know, some, some good time put in there. I want you to make something I wouldn't do. And I think that's what we need to look at when you're trying to do guest blogging or articles or basically producing content for somebody else, videos or whatnot is, all right, show me that you're going to make something I couldn't make or that you just could make it, but it'd take me five hours and you're giving it to me. <laughs> Great. Um, so, you know, and, and I think it ties nicely to, to what we were chatting about earlier. It's all in the messaging. You need to show that you understand what the person that you're contacting actually is looking for. Um, and if you do, we don't have a, you know, submit your post or whatnot. And 90% of them, I just take a quick, you know, they'll come through a contact form and they get deleted before I even pass on because it's very clear you haven't taken two seconds to look at our blog. You know, saw we had one. Um, and then copied and pasted your response and, you know, changed the company name. And, you know, now you pretend like you actually care about what the content we're trying to produce is. You know, that, that, <laughs> that reminds me of something I saw that went up on, uh, on Jeremy Shoemaker's uh, Shoe Money's uh, Facebook feed the other day. Shoe Money puts up a post, am I a jerk for this? And it uh, seems that somebody had applied for a job at, uh, at Shoe Money Incorporated. And on their cover letter... They wrote, "Dear Mr. Shoemaker, I would like a job and blah 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 with your with your company." But they spelt his name wrong. They spelt it S H O E Maker instead of S C H. Mm-hmm. And he wrote back uh, to the applicant saying, "Look, this is a very detail oriented oriented position, and I just don't. Given that you spelt my name wrong on a critical cover letter, I don't think you have an eye for detail. So I'm sorry, I I can't accept you. I can't accept you." Well, I mean, that sounds the same thing. Sounds similar to the story you told. People writing in poor quality material, hoping that it'll be published in the Beanstalk in the Beanstalk blog because it's you know, it's got to be a good link. It's, Gotta get some good energy off the Beanstalk site, and they didn't put the work into it. They didn't do the fact checking. They didn't yeah. get the job. You know, um, well, friends, if you're out exactly. there and you want to be blogging for people, you want to be writers. There's a lot of people who will write for free. Heck, according to the article that Dave Harry wrote, there's so many people out there who will write for free that some of the more popular blogs are now charging you. To get your article published there, which uh, Dave tongue in cheek points out, this might be a purchase link, so make sure it's no followed. Um, now all your work <laughs> is for nothing. Um, okay, we got a wrap. We got a wrap. I'm sorry, we were the tyranny of hard time. We have the news coming up next year on Webmaster Radio. So, Dave, um, no, no, not even time for last words. I'm just going to close it. Close it here. I'm sorry. Um, on behalf of Dave, Dave, Jim Beesock, SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the first of November. Still time to give to the Red Cross, friends. Donate some money to the Red Cross. We will be talking to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.